0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: Welcome to Conscious Evolution Radio with your host Anne Gelsheimer. We are entering higher levels of consciousness with both old and new spiritual technologies to help us be the people we've always dreamed of being. We can make the choice to evolve in consciousness and become the change the world needs today. Now, here is Ann Gelsheimer.
2: Hello, this is Anne Gelsheimer and welcome to Conscious Evolution Radio. We have a very unique topic for discussion today. For those of you who have experienced contact with UFOs or extraterrestrials or would like to do that, you may be surprised to learn that certain aspects of your astrological chart can be related to these kinds of experiences. Our guest today, Heather Ariel, is an astrologer as well as a teacher and published playwright. She's worked with many people who have experienced ET contact and has noted common patterns in their astrological charts. In November of this year, she was asked to share this information at the Starworks USA UFO Symposium. Now during our show today, Heather Arielle will discuss her work as an astrological counselor to UFO and extraterrestrial experiencers and contactees, and she'll tell us how astrology can help us reach higher consciousness and give us insight into the powerful and transformative energy of Scorpio. Now I'll just give you a heads up that I did ask Heather Ariel to read my natal chart as well as my astrological chart for this new radio show. And I really found her readings to be so insightful, so helpful. And so I've given her permission to share any parts of the chart that would be helpful just to illustrate our discussion, uh, certainly around uh, ET contact and how useful a chart can be with a new project or business. So Heather Arielle, welcome to Conscious Evolution Radio.
0: Oh, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here.
2: So, I am wanting to dive right in, but I know a lot of people may not be uh, very familiar with the language of astrology, so I wonder if you could just briefly explain to us what is the purpose of astrology and just some of the common terms that people are going to hear in our discussion today.
0: Yes, there really is a lot of jargon, and we can just get lost in it. So, what, what, some some things to keep in mind? Yes, our sun sign is very important, and a lot of people are very aware of their sun sign. That's when you when you read a horoscope in the paper, most people say, "Oh, I'm a Gemini" or "I'm a Scorpio." Well, really, we have five personal planets. So this is why when you have your chart done. We need to look at your sun, but we also need to look at your moon, which represents your emotional life, uh, Venus, which represents the way you love, uh, and uh, Mars, which represents your energy level and how assertive you are. And so we really need, and then there's even Mercury, which represents the way you communicate and think and process information. So we really need to be looking at a lot of different planets, the signs that they're in, the aspects that they make, and it really all starts with your natal chart. And this is the snapshot of the cosmos, the moment you are born. This is why any astrologer, the first question an astrologer will ask you is, well, when were you born? And not just day, month, and year, but what is the exact time? Because we really want to get the most uh, exact moment of what that snapshot will look like.
2: Oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And I know uh, during the reading you were talking about transits and uh, different aspects with these uh, important planets. Can you just talk a little bit
0: about that? Yeah well, transits are actually so you have the, you have your natal chart as the planets keep moving, they form aspects with your natal planets. and these are called transits, and they are really the cornerstone of change. Because what they can do, they can awaken energy in our natal chart that can be uh, dormant for years, even decades. It really can take a powerful transit to just explode a certain area of our life. And um, and then that will help us reach our full potential. Those Transits are really keys to growth and, and all levels of transformation.
2: And so I guess that's why... Uh... Re- receiving a reading on an ongoing basis like every few years or so would be very helpful because those transits are changing all the time. Oh,
0: exactly. We have some planets move vi- all the personal planets, Mercury and Venus, Mars, they move very quickly. The outer planets, Pluto, Saturn, Uranus, they they take longer, but you you really do. We say once a year on your birthday because that is the beginning of your year, not January 1st, only, you know, unless you were born then. It's your birthday you should always that's the beginning And you should always see, well, what are the doors? Because I like to say astrology opens doors for us, and when it does, we need to walk through them. So we always want to know, well, what are the doors that are opening to us over the course of the next year?
2: Now, one of the things I learned with you, it's just a small point, but it was very interesting to me, is that our birthday, the actual birthday shifts a bit as we get older. Now, for my listeners, I'm 53, and so I'm, you know, doing a chart now past the age of 40, and you explained to me that my birthday may not be on November 15th, the way (laughs) I was thinking.
0: (laughs) Yes, That's exactly right. It's what we call, it's a solar return. And a solar return means that's your real birthday because that is the moment, the sun in the sky, um, when it crosses over the sun in your natal chart. And so by the time we reach a certain age, it's hitting that degree Earlier and earlier. And so we really, it's, so when we, when I create a birthday chart, we, we say it's a solar return, if you talk to me around your birthday, and that's going to, I want to know, well, where are you the moment that happens? Because that's the beginning of your year, not the actual time, you know, once so many years pass.
2: That was. Yeah, that a lot was, of people
0: don't know that.
2: <laughs> no, I had never heard that before, and it makes so much sense. But it was, it was a fascinating little <laughs> point, and I also learned uh, the term stellium. Would you Would you explain what a stellium is?
0: Uh, yes, and this is something that's quite rare, um, and it's and it's in your chart, so I can talk about it since I have permission. Sure. Um, but it, it, it's a wonderful, rare thing when uh, several planets. Really, technically, people like to say four or five. If three planets are on an ascendant, I'll take that too. But when you have several planets that are in the same sign, very close together, it creates what we call a stellium. It is just an intense Uh, it's a very intense point in the chart. The energy is magnified exponentially, and no matter what sign your stellium is in, it always creates Aries energy as well. So that means your stellium could be in playful Gemini or intense Scorpio. Not only will you have the energy of the sign that it's in, but you will also have the Aries. Aries is pioneering energy. It's starts us off, it's the first sign, it brings in spring. When you think of, of Aries, it's, it's the first day of spring, so it's all about new beginnings, pioneering energy. So people with stelliums, they have a rare opportunity to achieve in, in very innovative pioneering ways, and you do have, you have a unique chart. It is a very dynamic chart. Um, You have a stellium in Scorpio, as I was talking about, um, with you, and it sits right on your ascendant. So it is just incredibly intensified energy that allows for all kinds of um, potential, all kinds of possibilities, especially when a transit triggers it.
2: Ah, okay more to come on that. <laughs> so, so, let's leap right in now into the astrology of close encounters because you're certainly the first astrologer I've ever heard of who has figured out that there are commonalities across the charts of people who've had encounters with UFOs and ETs. Would you talk to us about that?
0: Yes, absolutely, and this can be something. You know, it's I, I work with a lot of UFO experiencers, and it's a life-altering experience. So when they, so it's really important. It's important work, um, and I, I hope more people. And and there are, and, and pe- I just hope as many people want to do it as possible because it really is. Um, it's just very. It's very significant to to, to study the charts in this way. And basically, yeah, there are many, I was very surprised, there are many common aspects when I start to look at the charts. And it all started really, on a very personal level, it started with one of my friends who uh, had this experience, and I just looked at her chart as a friend, she didn't want to tell anybody, because that's one of the, when you experience something that is uncomfortable, something that society deems to be unacceptable, we're sometimes we're pretty private about it. So she came to me, I looked at her chart, I, 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 I saw certain things going on, especially with Pluto, and then um, she started bringing some of her, you know, because then she, she met other people who had this experience. So it really does show up primarily in one of two ways. Pluto is typically at the heart, Pluto and Scorpio. And Pluto rules Scorpio. So I use them interchangeably, even though technically there are subtle differences. But especially for while we're talking, if I mention Pluto or Scorpio, it's, I'm talking about the same transformative energy. And it can happen really in one of two ways. Either you come in with your natal chart uh, with strong Scorpio energy, with strong Plutonian energy, or, you have a powerful Plutonian transit, and that will then open a door for a certain amount of time when these experiences um, are more common. And I have to say, it really rules... Uranus is the planet that rules UFOs, but because it's a taboo subject to have an experience, that's where Pluto comes in. Because Pluto brings us face-to-face with taboo subjects, those things... that things that we fear most as a society, it's basically the opposite of polite dinner conversation. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah, that's, that's why we don't get so many in- dinner invitations. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, a lot Scorpios. Then you can have uh, a very uh, intense, passionate, transformative dinner. But <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, this is something that this is what we don't talk about in life because we're often judged, and there's there's always there's often opposition. Um, but the good news is because Pluto really represents death as well as rebirth. Because transformation is a part of you has to die in order to be reborn. It doesn't have to be literal. We can have an emotional transformation, an intellectual transformation. And so it's really just about being open and and then open for that new beginning. That's why I like to say there are no real endings with Pluto. They're just new beginnings. It's basically saying you're supposed to have this really intense experience. Don't Don't run away from it. Face it head on. Um, because that's part of, of what you're supposed to be experiencing at that moment.
2: And that makes so much sense, uh, this idea of transformation, um, because that's so important with the ET contact. For the, all the people that I know who've had contact, the effect has been very transformative. And I honestly think that's the purpose, why, why these beings, these highly advanced spiritual beings, are coming to the planet and engaging with human beings is for the purpose of transformation
0: oh absolutely and And when you think of also there 's a two step process to transformation. The first step is the cocoon phase, and that is when so it 's okay. I tell my clients it 's okay to take your time and process it 's a life altering experience, and then I work with them to process it once they have pers- they 've processed it on a personal level. Um, then the second step, that's the butterfly phase, and that's the hardest phase sometimes to enter because sometimes people just don't want to ever tell anybody. But especially depending on what's going on in your chart, and I do want to mention something about your chart uh, concerning this, but if you have aspects in your chart that say you are supposed to share this in a public way, then I really will work with those clients to emerge in that into the butterfly stage and start to share their their personal transformation in a very public way because then that brings public healing, and that is that also fulfills the Scorpio-Plutonian mission, that high level of transforming society for the better. That is the ultimate goal whenever you engage in any kind of Scorpio-Plutonian energy. And I should say, with your chart in particular, uh, because Pluto is in the 10th house along with the North Node, and I don't think I've mentioned the North Node yet, that really comes, that reveals one's destiny. And so that really lets me know, how is this person going to be completely fulfilled? And you have one of the strongest charts uh, I would say I want to. I'm going to be sharing this because I shared several charts as you mentioned at Laughlin at the symposium, and this is a classic chart where not only are you Scorpio rising, as many UFO experiencers are, and yes, you've got Pluto in a prominent house at the top of your chart, but you also have your North Node, that destiny, right on top of your of the most public degree of your chart, and that is the. 10th. Ten- Oh, hello. As to me, you are supposed to be a public figure. You are supposed to be sharing all of your transformative experiences in the most public way.
2: That is so helpful when you told me that in my chart, because this new show that I have, it's it's my baby, but it's my way of bringing forward what I've been learning from Dr. Stephen Greer, from all the other contactees that I've met, and, and my own personal experiences.
0: That, uh, that's why I was so exciting, because whenever I'm looking at a chart and I'm seeing, well, how is this person handling uh, the energy? It is just the perfect time for you also to break out in this way, um, also because of the transit. So it was always there in your natal chart. This has always been your destiny. And you've just recently had some very powerful transits as Saturn has gone over your entire Scorpio stellium over the last couple of years. And when Saturn comes in, Saturn brings us authority. Saturn helps us to take full responsibility of our lives and our destiny. And it basically is saying um, it is time to rise as a leader. So you've just had the most uh, powerful transits to that stellium, and that is often when people with stelliums, huge things happen to them because it's like a domino effect. The planet doesn't just hit one planet. It's, boom, Saturn's going to conjunct your Venus. Oh, and then it's going to, a few months later, your Mercury, And and then it's just this domino effect which builds up to really substantial energy.
2: So, we're going to take a pause at that perfect moment and uh, for a little break, but when we come back, we're going to be talking a bit more about the power and transformation of Scorpio, which I find is always the least desirable sign of the Zodiac when you talk to many people, and also how astrology helps us achieve higher consciousness. So, this is Anne Gelsheimer on Conscious Evolution Radio, and we'll be right back.
3: you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. Voice America.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want when you want it. Voice America.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit voiceamerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. Voice
1: This is the Voice America
0: Seventh Wave Channel.
1: You are tuned in to Conscious Evolution Radio, and we love to hear from you. Please send any questions or comments about the show via email to Conscious Evolution Radio at gmail.com. Again, that's Conscious Evolution Radio at gmail.com. Now, Back to this week's program.
2: Hello, this is Ann Gelsheimer. You're listening to Conscious Evolution Radio. And our guest today is Heather Ariel, astrologer and uh, really an astrological counselor to people who've experienced all kinds of ET and UFO phenomena. So right now, we're going to dive in and talk about the high road and the low road with any astrological sign, but particularly with the sign of Scorpio.
0: Yes, yes, Scorpio is the most intense sign, and it is the sign people are most afraid of in many ways, because the dark side of it is pretty dark. I mean, we have to remember in mythology, Pluto is god of the underworld, so when you have a Pluto transit, you are getting, or a lot of Scorpio or Pluto, that does mean we're going to be exposed to those darker elements, but it is for such a higher purpose, because then it's the responsibility to shine a light on those, is to shine a light on any kind of inequality, injustice. So there is a reason behind it. But one of the reasons people get in trouble with Scorpio and Pluto in particular is because no matter what, it does bring power to the person, and we do know how power can corrupt some individuals, and this is where I always have to remind people, we have free will, okay, and with awareness, we just need to Use our free will in appropriate ways, and consciously activate that higher road and I like to uh, I bring up an example of President Nixon and oprah Winfrey. you think okay well what could what could those two possibly have in common? Well, they share a, a very a very similar aspect. they both have Pluto in a very hard opposition it 's a difficult, challenging aspect it can be. To their mercury their planet of communication that means the high road of that is that they both came in with a choice to um, take the high road and use their communication to dig deep uncover secrets and shine a light through their communication uh, taboo subjects now when we look at Oprah um, she she's done that for decades and she, especially with sexual abuse, which falls under Pluto, and she even she's not only talked about it um, publicly with Barbara Walters and, and on her show, but she's really a great example of the butterfly phase. of She's um, I, I I remember this one clip where she had dozens and dozens of men who are survivors of sexual abuse, and they had never wanted to because they were very embarrassed. And right. so this was the first time they became public, and they stood up. She had them all on um, her show one day. They all stood up, and it was just this beautiful butterfly effect shining a light on this subject. Now, the darker side that we saw with Nixon, um, it can, because Pluto is also about obsession, so you always want to make sure you have very healthy obsessions when you have a strong Pluto aspect. Um, unfortunately with Nixon he became very obsessed with taping all of his conversations right nobody knew they were being taped right. um, he got paranoid suspicious it's like his communication became suspicious paranoid sort of spiraled out of control um, and and so that sort of the and then wanting to be in control and having that power so it's sort of that's the 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 low road high road and with when you do engage the low road of Pluto, you do rise temporarily because Pluto's power. But you will always fall catastrophically. Um, when we look at the power of people also, Goring and Goebbels, the the, the Nazis, and yes. um, Mussolini with Scorpio rising, you will rise, but you will fall. So it's always... And we can overcome this because Pluto... Pluto is bringing us power because we do need power to overcome opposition. And to overcome, I mean, it, when we're talking about sharing UFO experiences, right, there's opposition, people mm-hmm. judge us, they um, try to dismiss us, they try, you know, it's, it's a very controversial field. And that's why it's a Plutonian field, because anyone, I always tell anyone out there, if you've had this experience Pluto is also giving you the energy to overcome any obstacle in your path. You will have the energy to be reborn, to heal, and to share your story and to transform. And you must always keep, I say, keep your eye on the prize because that is there for the taking if you just activate your free will.
2: That is such good advice to to take the opportunity and make a conscious choice. That's why I call the the radio show. You know, the conscious. It, it's about making a conscious choice to evolve our consciousness, and we can use the astrological information to help us see the pitfalls and the potentials as well.
0: Exactly.
2: So could you tell us a little bit more about how the planet Pluto might be related to higher consciousness and how, you know, we've already started to talk about this, but how we can use our charts to see how to step into higher consciousness?
0: Yes, that's a really great question. Um, So especially if, well, I would like to share one story. Oh, sure. a couple that i'm counseling because i think it really encompasses what you're asking um she the, the wife the wife in, in the couple she's had many ufo experiences and and she's a contactee and this has been going on her whole life and when you look at her natal chart she's scorpio rising like you she's has pluto in her 10th house so just like you so there's She came in with all the necessary energy, and also she came in on a mission. The mission is to transform through these endless transformations, and then um, her husband uh, doesn't have any Pluto. I mean, his Pluto is not really active, and he um, doesn't have any Scorpio, and he'd always supported her. Well, they then had their first experience together. And they were driving on a road. Um, they were driving on the highway, actually. It was in the afternoon. And then before they knew it, it was at night. They were on a country road. They were driving past cows. And they really, they lost time. And so, and this, this is one of the more common experiences with a lot of people that I counsel um, mm-hmm. in this area. But when you look at his chart, because he didn't have the natal Scorpio Pluto support, he, um, but what he was having, he was having a major Pluto transit. So he had a door open. It was a window of opportunity, okay, basically where you sort of, what I would tell to the person, because you can have all kinds of intense experiences. I can't guarantee that you're going to have a UFO experience with that door, but it's one of the possibilities. So right. then what I was able to do is, is I could tell him that when I'm counseling them, I could say, this is, if this happened to you during this window, this is what it means. You know, you are, this is, you were, you're supposed to be really questioning and letting go of some old beliefs because he had to transform. He had to really say, oh, I'm no longer just the partner of someone who has these experiences. I am now someone who has the experiences as well. And that's a shift. That's a transformation. So then once you've had an experience, I can look at your chart and say, okay, another door is opening from this time to this time. And especially with the work that you're doing, and I know that you work on the protocols and and you help people to to make contact. Yes, to make
2: contact. That's right, in the field, yep.
0: Exactly. Well... But astrology can really help to maximize, to say, this, this door, that energy is going to be especially open to you. So it could even help people to know when to be trying that. You know, I, mean, I mean, of course, you can try it all the time, but there are times that the doors will be open wider. And so you can maximize the effect, especially if you're trying to organize a big group of people. It would be really good to sort of connect the charts and, and find times.
2: Well, that actually did come up in in the reading you did for me because I'm planning uh, the first week of May, the first full week of May to be down in Arizona uh, leading people, whoever's interested in how to make contact, you know following the protocols and and also a focus on higher consciousness. But when I mentioned the dates, you had already you had already identified that week as being a perfect week for that kind of uh, activity. It was so interesting.
0: Oh, yes, exactly, and I'm remembering that, and I I think you had Jupiter as well expanding, because Jupiter expands and expands consciousness, so it's a, yes, there was wonderful energy. So that's the other thing. When you become a seeker, when you really embrace awareness, use your free will actively to make the positive choices, You start to go down a path, you become very intuitive, and I should also say you've got, you know, you are incredibly intuitive because your Neptune sits right on your Ascendant. This is a visionary aspect. So the more that you develop this aspect and the more that anyone develops their their seeking quest, things tend to fall more into place because you sense that, The energy is right for something. You sense. So, so I can have, I have my clients who I've been working with for a while. They can call me and they'll say, I know something big is coming. Like they, they're sensing it. So what astrology is great, it can then validate you and then just sort of uh, narrow down the timeline. So we can say, yes, and it will be exact this day. And this will be a really important week. So it can, um, because you, chose really great times with just just intuitively a great time for our interview today, a great I was doing charts for all kinds of times that you were giving me of things that you'd been doing. And repeatedly I said, Well, have you been working with an astrologer? <laughs> <laughs> that was
2: so funny cuz it and it was so encouraging as well I, just for the listeners um heather heather took a look at when i sent in the signed contract for the show and we had the email date and time and it was so funny cuz she said if you know if an astrologer had been counseling me they would have recommended that day and time so it worked out perfectly but it was very validating to hear that kind of information
0: yeah, and especially I also find, uh, especially because you really are—you're um, such a leader in this field. You have such immense knowledge, uh, you have immense degrees and knowledge and experience, and it's really validating, saying you know exactly what you're supposed to be doing, and it's—and that's—and that, that's often when that happens. When everything starts to line up, it's because you are really in line and in sync with what you are supposed be
2: doing now i hope uh the listeners will understand the reason why we're looking at my chart as an example of how astrology can really be a a very helpful advisor and yes we have to still use our own intuition and make our own choices but how wonderful to have this kind of background information to give meaning and context to some of the events that we're going through
0: Oh, absolutely! Because there is always that duality—the high road, low road—that, and even if we, um, even when we reach high, a very high consciousness, that dual, that duality always exists. So we can never completely forget about it. We always have to remain aware because it's very easy for um, the, the darker energies to, you know, to surface. So it's something that we never want to forget about.
2: And I think you mentioned that uh, Gandhi had, did he have um, an ascendant in Scorpio? I can't remember, but he he, okay. he was such a transformer.
0: Yes, he is a real transformer. He actually had, and it's very hard to know exactly what his ascendant was because sometimes, I mean, we, people put his ascendant as late Libra, but okay. he had a lot of Scorpio energy. His And his Mars and Pluto opposed each other. His Mars was in Scorpio opposing Pluto. So he had, and that's actually Richard Nixon had that as well. And so Richard Nixon didn't do as well with that energy. Um, But um, Gandhi really used his energy to transform society for the better. And and no, and it's really significant, I think it's very significant for your listeners to understand your chart because your chart is a classic example of. Um, the charts of my clients, the clients that I use um, in my research. When I, when I talk about my research, your chart will just fit right in um, because of the Scorpio and the Pluto um, and even the Neptune on the Ascendant, which can really, Neptune rules self transcendence. So that combines self transcendence and transformation as powerful themes in your life. And those are themes in, in the lives of anyone seeking higher consciousness.
2: And I, I really appreciated in the in the chart as well the shift that comes in sort of midway through life where that north node starts to be really important. Could you talk a little bit about that?
0: Well, yes, absolutely. Um, well, this is this is really the power of transits and progressions, and especially for all kinds of reasons. Um, sometimes, if we're even if we're on the right path, uh, we have these powerful times just to say, "Are you really doing what you're supposed to be doing? Are you really doing it with?" Um, the full commitment that you can possibly have. And I think this is what, especially with this happens with Neptune, because Neptune, there's something very sacrificing and compassionate about Neptune. And, so when Nep, and Neptune is also visionary. So some of the most visionary people have a strong Neptune, as you do Neptune on your Ascendant. And those people in particular, when a certain time comes and you have a powerful transit... That's going to hit your midheaven, because and in, your, in your case, your north node sits right on top of your midheaven, and that is the most public p- part of the chart. It is an awakening, and you, you're going to have Uranus, which is the great awakener. It is the great liberator. It comes in. It hits your chart. It just awakens it like a bolt of lightning, and that is what you're going to be having over the next year. Uranus is going to come up and it's going to awaken your Midheaven-North Node conjunction. And that's basically, it's just sort of, it's a wake-up call saying, okay, are you doing everything you're supposed to be doing, really? Can you can you do a little bit more? Can you be a little more public? And, and, <laughs> and, and, and you're saying, well, yeah, you know what? You can be. You can have a radio show. Because you were public, you would get up in front. You were a professor. You would get up in front of mm-hmm. people. That's public. But you can always, it's sort of saying, can you be more public?
2: Uh, yeah, I really appreciate that. That's sort of the highest potential. You know, we're, we, each part of our life, we do our best, but there's always something a little bit more to come. But we're, <laughs> speaking of more to come, we're going to take a little break right now. And when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about astrology and the higher purpose of a project or business. So this is Anne Gelsheimer with Conscious Evolution Radio, and we'll be back in just a moment.
0: This is the Voice America Seventh Wave Channel.
1: You are tuned in to Conscious Evolution Radio, and we love to hear from you. Please send any questions or comments about the show via email to Conscious Evolution Radio at gmail.com. Again, that's Conscious Evolution Radio at gmail.com. Now, Back to this week's program.
2: Hello, this is Anne Gelsheimer, you're listening to Conscious Evolution Radio, and our guest today is Heather Ariel, who is a wonderful astrologer. We've been talking about uh, looking at our personal charts, and also how there are commonalities across charts for people who have had UFO encounters and ET encounters. We're going to move now into taking a look at how astrology can be helpful in finding the higher purpose of a project or a business. So, Heather, can you tell us how you work with a client to help them fulfill the highest potential of something new that
0: they're creating? Yes. Well, most people don't know that anything that has a beginning has a chart. And so that's usually just a real eye-opening experience to say, oh, are you going into business? Okay, well, that business is going to have a chart just as we each have a natal chart and that business will have transit. Uh, just as a natal chart does. And this is true for countries, cities, weddings. Um, so we can just really create charts for everything. Well, it's important because especially if you're on the right path and you want to uh, you want to spread transformation, you want to raise consciousness, you're going to want to have the project, the event that you're doing, or the business that you're doing, you really want it to to be able to achieve its potential just as we would want the individual to achieve the potential. So that's why we create a business chart. Um, And the other thing to keep in mind is that even if a business chart, the chart can be just amazing and you think, oh, well, I've got a great chart. You also have to take into consideration the face behind the business. Who's the founder? Who's running it? Because it's really important that those two charts go together. And that that would...
2: Yes. I was just going to say that was very interesting when you did both for me. Um, I hadn't realized how important the compatibility was. I mean, obviously, <laughs> you, you want something, but, but how much the person who's creating the project, they're the face of the project, and are their charts compatible?
0: Oh, my gosh, yes, because, I I mean, I I had a client once where it was the absolute best business chart and all of his planets were just in the house where it was in in the chart that it just fell where I said, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a constant struggle between his personal life, the professional life, so absolutely. So when we're looking at your show, um, because I did a chart for your show and then, of course, crossed it with your own chart, um It was just again, it's a beautiful chart that encompasses all the themes of transformation, higher consciousness. Um, it was a very special time actually in general. Um, it was it was November it was mid-november and it was at a, it was right around the same time that the Laughlin Symposium. so that's actually, right. yeah, so it's actually a similar chart to Laughlin, but it's with a different ascendant and then of course, planets moved to a different house, but in the sky that day, there was a stellium in Scorpio, which these stelliums we talked about, these stelliums are rare, and just how rare that you would start your business when there's a stellium in Scorpio, and you yourself, you have a stellium in Scorpio, so it was just one of these beautiful things to see, to see that all come together, but it was an incredibly powerful day. The sun was in Scorpio, Saturn, which rules longevity, and Saturn rules business in general. So when you want to do a business chart, you have to make sure Saturn is well-supported. Saturn was right on top of the sun, Venus was right there with it, and Venus is really money in a chart, um, and then depending on, you know, what, what, what houses it rules. And then for the day of your show, you had Mercury there as well. So you had four planets in Scorpio. And because of the timing of your show, all of that Scorpio energy is in the 10th house. That's the house of business. So in a business chart, the 10th house is the most important. So you had all the planets in the right house. You have a Scorpio Midheaven, which means your business, your show, this radio show is really all about transformation, coming face-to-face with taboo subjects and shining a light on them.
2: We and could- I loved it. My my first guest, which is, that's that's when we uh, timed uh, sort of the, the beginning of the show was when I started recording with my first guest, who was Enrique Villanueva from Peru. Wonderful, lovely man who is a contactee and has had powerful transformative experiences that he was sharing in the interview. So the whole thing just fit together. I couldn't believe how accurate it was when you were reading it to me.
0: Yeah, it really is something, and also the North Node is in the house of publicity, so you're achieving all of this through communicating on a radio show, which that's the destiny of the show, and that just happened. Um, It was also really powerful energy. Mars and Pluto were in the sky that day. That's intense energy for transformation, and it sits. Just because this just happened, because for the time that you started, it sits right on top of the ascendant of the show. And the ascendant the ascendant is, that's really the front door. Sue Tompkins says that's the front door of, 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 of it's like the front door of a house. It's what we first see when we meet someone. So it's the face. So in a business chart, it's the face of the show, and it's all. And it's also it does need to describe the person running it. And Pluto and and, and Pluto with Mars together, that creates energy that represents you because of all your transformational energy that you came in with. Um, so and it, I also love that day Moon was in Leo, and in fact. The moon was not just in Leo, moon was in Leo sitting on top of Jupiter. This is a wonderful, it's an expansive aspect. It creates, uh, buoyancy, which is nice because, you know, so, because the transformation can be a little serious, so you do want to also have all the hope and optimism and buoyancy of Leo. What's really interesting is that today, right now, as we've been talking, the moon is in Leo, sitting right on top of Jupiter. So there's a very similar um, moon Jupiter energy that you experienced when you when you started the show. And it's really interesting. Yeah, and it's really a fun fun, fun energy. And the only difference, really, between that and the Laughlin chart was that the ascendant changed, and the in the Laughlin chart, more of the planets were in the 11th house, and I actually sh- shared the Laughlin chart with Mary Kaswani, who's, I just think, the Shakespeare of astrologers in Louisville, and that's where I'm from, my hometown, Louisville, Kentucky.
2: And I love <laughs> Louisville. I've been there many times <laughs>
0: I just love it. I love it. My heart's always there. Um, And she really pointed out that in that case, it was an event chart. It wasn't a business chart. So the 10th house was not as important. Like in your business chart, we needed those planets in the 10th house. For an event chart, because it was about an organization, it was good to have, she pointed out, it was great that the planets are in the 11th house and that that Mars-Pluto conjunction even really set off a connection between the past experiences um, of the 4th house with the group in the 11th house. So it really fit. So you always want to create, and that I helped create the Laughlin chart. So we really created the chart to represent this group coming together to discuss intense past experiences. And with your chart, you know, you just, with your business, it all just worked out. Um, All of your planets then are at the top or in the 10th house, so that means your ego, your identity is perfectly aligned with your business. There will be no conflict. That allows for forward momentum. Um, So it was really wonderful to be crossing those charts.
2: It's so interesting, the depth of information you're able to give. I I hope you're, I hope the listeners are understanding that this is so detailed. And and I know sometimes the language can be a little bit off putting, but to, to see, um, how you fit with your business and then also potentially to consult with you on, you know, days that would be helpful in terms of signing big events like contracts or planning big events. There's so much resources that astrology can offer.
0: Oh, it's really true, and especially, and since you brought up signing contracts, there's a lot of, most people are a little familiar with Mercury retrogrades, but there are, it, it is important to really know, um, because when you know about the energy, then you can use it to your benefit. And so, so during Mercury retrogrades, a lot of people are very afraid of them. I actually have, uh, there are a lot of wonderful things to do during Mercury retrogrades. It's basically any time you want to redo something, any, any, anything that starts with RE, so if you need to return to a place you've been, revise, rethink a business plan. If you want to renegotiate a contract, see, that would be something that would be suitable for then. It, it's not great for doing new things. You really want to implement. So that's why you don't want to start your business during a retrograde. That's why we say, let's, start, let's make sure Mercury's going direct. Um, Oftentimes there are things that we just, we don't have all the information. Whatever you think you know during a retrograde, you don't know everything. So always do your research, reflect, but wait till Mercury goes direct to make those decisions. I love that
2: uh, because I've always heard, you know, as soon as Mercury goes retrograde, everybody says, "Okay, it's kind of like life has to stop until it <laughs> until it goes forward again because it's just going to be bad luck or things are going to break or equipment won't work." But this is very helpful. Like there's there's our, there's phases of when it's useful to review and research and go back over things, and then there's a time to move forward. So that's very good advice. Can well, you tell? I- mm. Oh, go ahead. Well, oh, I was just going to ask you. I, I'm sure you've done all kinds of uh, charts for different kinds of projects and events, but could you give us an idea of the range that that people have asked you to to do a chart on, from whether it's weddings or you know book launches or whatever it might be.
0: Oh yeah, you'd be surprised. You can do a chart on anything. So yes, weddings are very popular, and you definitely want a wedding chart because that chart's going to have transits, and you don't want a really stressful transit right away in the first five years. <laughs> so so you definitely uh, you, you, so you definitely for weddings it's great for vacations. It actually can be you know there are really good times to take vacations, and there can be times when there can be all kinds of delays in communication problems. So um, planning those things, any kinds of events. I mean, I'm a playwright, and I was able to plan when one of my shows was done, um, because you can't always, depending on who's producing it and what's happening, but I was really able to, to do charts for it, and it was a great experience to put a chart together for a play, because then you have to pick, well, what's the theme of the play? And... And because my themes are really Uranian that deal with metaphysics, astrology, things that are unique, um, I wanted to incorporate that. And that was actually an example. One time, I, you can put on a play, you can do something if you're redoing it. And so I had a play on, I brought the play back, and we reopened during a retrograde. So, yeah, there's always that duality, even with the retrograde. So you always want to be... That's why a lot of people, I don't, I don't like to focus too much on the lower road, so it's like to focus on that higher energy of what's possible. But basically, any time you know something is really important that you need to do, if you're going to publish your book, if you're going to have an important meeting, we can do a chart to really, and it will manifest the highest energy, the highest potential of that activity.
2: Now, there is just a couple minutes left. So could you uh, let people know how they could reach you and uh, I guess they have a pretty good idea of what your services are, but maybe you could just summarize here.
0: Oh, absolutely. Well, just uh, call me at 917-546-6797. That's my, that's my line. And you can schedule a personal reading with me. You can uh, learn more about my approach on arielsastrology.com. And also, I mean, I can work, I work with, Uh, On personal readings, I work with businesses on business charts. Um, I work with if you're going to have surgery, uh, there are good times for that. So it's it's really um, anytime you're open to transformation and growth and seeking higher consciousness. uh, Give me a call.
2: Well, I, I do have to say I highly recommend you. Uh, I I hired you that that was separate from doing this interview. and I've had my chart done occasionally, but you really were your reading was far above anything that I've received before in terms of the de- the depth of it and the how profound it was in terms of life purpose and and higher consciousness. So I want to awesome. thank you so much, uh, Heather Ariel. You, you know you're a lovely person to interview with uh, tremendous skills. So thank you so much for being on our show.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank
2: you so much. And this is Ann Gelsheimer with Conscious Evolution Radio on Voice America. Thank you for listening.
1: Thank you again for tuning in to Conscious Evolution Radio. Please join Anne Gelsheimer for another great show next Friday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. We hope to see you next week.